Atlantic Insights, brought to you by the British American Chamber of Commerce in Ohio, where we have in-depth discussions and conversations with our members and high-profile speakers. We are excited to share with you our fifth episode with Kevin Malachek, Director of Economic Development and International Trade for the City of Menta, and Don Larson, the President of our Chamber. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a review. You can find out more about the Chamber at baccohio.org and feel free to get in touch with us at info at baccohio.org. Thank you for your support and we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Greetings, everybody. Hey, this is Don Larson. I am going to be hosting today's episode of Transatlantic Insights with the British American Chamber of Commerce. Uh, thank you, everybody. Today's guest is Mr. Kevin Malachek with the City of Mentor. Uh, full disclosure here, the city is a member of the Chamber of Commerce, has been for years. Uh, we are proudly supporting them for all of their inbound economic activity. The, chamber, the, the city has done a great job with bringing British businesses up to Northeast Ohio, and we've been proud to support them over the years. So, Kevin, please introduce yourself and let the listeners across the globe learn a little bit about the city of Menor. Well, greetings, Don. Thanks for having me on today. Really appreciate that. Uh, yes, Kevin Malachuk. I'm the Director of Economic Development and International Trade uh, with the City of Menor. So what that basically means is that I help attract businesses both domestically and internationally, and hopefully from the United Kingdom in particular. Uh, and we've, we've had some success on that front. Um, just to give real quick, dirty background on Mentor, a uh, city of about 50,000 uh, just on the east side of Cleveland, really the, the east side of Cleveland's economic hub uh, in terms of manufacturing. We're fifth in the state in terms of manufacturing presence, sixth in the state in terms of retail. Uh, really the, the place to be if you're in eastern Cuyahoga, Lake Jaga, Ashtabula counties, you're coming here to shop, you're coming here to eat, uh, and many people are coming here to work, uh, both in the city and then out in the outskirts. And that those those companies range. We have precision manufacturers. We have healthcare uh, and biotech, medtech, which is kind of anchored by Steris. They started here and now going into a huge multinational corporation. The base their basic headquarters here in Mentor, uh, Avery Dennison, uh, the sticker label company, despite claiming to have a headquarters in Europe. That yeah, well, it, it, we all know about the inversions. Don't we? So you know that that's one of those things. But uh, you know that their official headquarters is in Ireland for Steris. Um, uh, Lincoln Electric uh, and, and just dozens of other, you know, 100, 150, 200 SMEs that are up and down our, our, uh, our manufacturing corridor. Um, but we're also, we've got a lot of great attraction going on here right now as well. You know, we've got a great partnership with the Cleveland Clinic and the Cleveland Clinic is going to be building a hospital uh, here in Mentor. That we'll go through our final planning process uh, here this month uh, in August and then hopefully starting shortly afterwards with a groundbreaking uh, and then they'll be done hopefully in early 2023 with a hospital uh, here. We've had a great partnership with them with what we've been doing with their international trade program. Uh, so for the last several years, we've brought in delegations from, uh, from various places, but in particular in the UK, we've engineered a partnership with a group called Medilink Midlands, which is a trade association headquarters in the Birmingham and Nottingham area uh, in the UK, uh, primarily medtech, biotech oriented companies. And they're very interested in that relationship we have with the Cleveland Clinic, with Case Western Reserve, uh, and with that great bio-Ohio network uh, that we have around the region and around the state. So they find Mentor to be a very attractive place to do business. So uh, have you restarted inbound? 
real physical inbound Not walking yet, through the yeah. city? We are oh. doing a virtual inbound, actually, a month from today, uh, four weeks from today, actually, can say an actual month, but September 8th, we're going to be doing another virtual inbound with our partners from the clinic and university hospitals with Jobs Ohio uh, and with a couple of Another great member of the chamber. Plug for yes, them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I believe Howard Kennedy, also a member of the chamber, they're, they're going to be uh, joining us on that call as well, providing some guidance and instruction for our UK companies. Um, so we're doing that virtual and we're hoping, hoping uh, sometime next year, 2022, we'll return to doing the, uh, the in-person inbounds. They've always been a very great success. We've got a lot of great feedback. But we're Look, hoping to do an outbound. I was going to say for the listening audience here, we are doing real physical meetings here. Yes. I, I'm assuming the real issue is it's, uh, it's it's the problem with the borders. It's the problem with international flights. You host them today with no problem. They just can't get here at the moment, unfortunately. That that is correct. <laughs> um, and that's so obviously the UK has been uh, a bit more flexible in the last couple of weeks in terms of allowing Americans to travel there. So we are hoping to go there ourselves on an outbound mission at the end of September. Uh, our partners, Medilink uh, in the UK, uh, they take part in a MedTech Expo in Birmingham. So we're planning to go there, visit with a bunch of different companies there, uh, also with partners in the Charnwood, Loughborough area, uh, in uh, the Cambridge area, and then also in London. So we're looking for and probably looking at some potential business opportunities in Liverpool and Manchester as well. So we'll be all over the map, hopefully, uh, at the end of September, early October. Oh, I'm glad to hear you're headed there uh, and uh, knock, knock on wood here. The administration is talking about more and more openings here on, on the air travel front. Uh, let me give kudos to our friends across the border to the north. Canada has opened the border for us to be able to go that direction now. Yes. Uh, very shortly here, Washington should be letting the Canadians come come our way. Uh, although I, I commend you for being flexible and doing the virtual meetings. We've got to do something to succeed, uh, but it's definitely time to get back to business as usual because uh, people like to do business with people they like, and they're going to like you when they get a chance to meet you. Break bread, have a little drink, and, and see what the real economic environment is like. That's what it all is about, Don. You know, Zoom calls are wonderful for facilitation, and we've all kind of gotten sick of them. And they serve their purpose. But in terms of that real-life relationship that you're able to build over a cocktail, over a meal, over a, a sporting event, something like that, nothing is going to replace that. And that's why we are going to get back to doing those types of things, I think, because that's essential for building a relationship, especially a transatlantic relationship that's profitable for both sides. Fantastic. Well, I'm glad to hear you're going. Uh, we, we need to talk about that more offline. Maybe we can assist you yeah. with some things on that way. And for everyone listening, if uh, I'm sure Kevin uh, will give you contact info out at the end. If anybody wants you to come see them in the UK while you're there, be great if we could uh, find you another opportunity to go visit someone. We would love that. Um, we're, we're always very flexible and, and really, I mean, we, we focus a bit on medtech and aerospace, but we're not agnostic to that. We talk to anybody in any way we can help someone trying to do business in the United States. We're interested in doing that. Economic opportunity. That's right. Fantastic. Anything else you want to fill the world in on the city of Mentor? Because I apologize. I cut you off a few times there. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. You didn't at all. No, I, so, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we've done very well, I think, during the pandemic. We've obviously had a few businesses close restaurants, retailers, just like everybody has. Um, but we've also welcomed a lot more new investment coming in and a lot of exciting projects. Besides the Cleveland Clinic project, we've had some medical office buildings open. Um, we're talking to several different manufacturers, both domestically and internationally, about coming in and establishing their presence in the city. Um, additional investment from existing companies, buyers, products, just did a 200,000 square foot 
uh, extension on their property. Um, you know, Steris is always looking at interesting projects that might be out there, acquisitions and so forth. And even some of our smaller firms, um, both commercial and industrial, are looking to expand. So the city's actually weathered the storm, I think, relatively well, and uh, we're really well positioned to do uh, even better going forward after the pandemic, no question. Fantastic. As I like to remind the, uh, the the listening office, Cleveland does have an international port on the waterfront. You can get yes. container ships in and out of here. So for those of you who are thinking of coming this direction to either manufacture things or you need to bring specific raw goods or half whip, uh, the city of Menor is uh, actually there's more than one port servicing Mentor. Isn't that correct? Downtown, well, we, we have primarily more. go out of the port of Cleveland as far as that. So we do we do have a Fairport Harbor is not too far from us. But the, the port of the Cleveland port where that Cleveland Europe Express that Don's talked about is there. What a wonderful venture uh, to get goods from from uh, Europe over to the Cleveland area and vice versa. I, it's only about 20, 25 minutes from the city. So when, we, when we're so well connected with our infrastructure in terms of highways, we've got a great transportation network to be able to move goods very easily. That's important for everybody to think about. Hey, yes. let's, uh, let's shift to some of the headlines of the day. Sure. Um, for, uh, for everyone who is, uh, who's listening stateside, you can't help but know what's going on in Washington. Um, we are getting ready to spend trillions of dollars again. <laughs> And the first, the first infrastructure bill, and, and I, will be, I will do air quotes. I realize the whole world can't be going to do air quotes here, has passed at something like $1.2, $1.5 trillion we're going to be spending on, on the infrastructure pieces. Uh, uh, we're, we're still getting news of what's in the bill. Uh, what has the city heard about what's in the bill? How many dollars or what type of dollars do you anticipate coming your direction? And how will you make use of those to make Mentor a more and more attractive place for people to come and set up businesses? Sure. Uh, we haven't heard anything in terms of direct allocations that we will get. So we did get some direct allocations from the American Recovery Plan, um, a few million dollars there. Um, and I, you know, I, between that and obviously what's going to be the infrastructure bill, we will focus on infrastructure. Uh, we'll focus on upgrading roadways. There's been some discussion about potentially some uh, additional roadways and, uh, and arteries that we could put in that would better link up um, some of our commercial and industrial areas. That's something that we'll definitely be looking at. Um, we're, we're, we're fortunate uh, as a city that we've been able to keep up with emergency vehicle replacement, uh, uh, police car replacement, those types of things. We, we've been very careful as a city over the last couple of decades to make sure that our investments are protected that we have. So it won't be uh, for us necessarily, I would call it gravy on top of anything, but it's going to be money that's definitely going to be utilized uh, for some, some important infrastructure pur purposes for us. We're just waiting to see what that piece of the pie will be. Are you going to have uh, you know cost sharing with ODOT as we do in many of our projects? We may have a couple bridges that need to be expanded, especially where the clinic is going. Um, it's a very well-constructed area, but there might be a, a situation over there that we will, we will eventually have to look at. Is this something we're going to have to invest some more money in to make sure we're going to have the capacity to meet the traffic that's going to be coming in that area? Because when you build a hospital, other things are going to come with it. You're going to have potentially medical office buildings in addition to what's already there. You could have a hotel come there. Uh, you could have residential development. So I think as we look forward to that, we're going to look at additional ways we can try to accommodate uh, that increased traffic, that increased development, that increased investment uh, as we go forward. Uh, let's, let's make the investment side. So uh, I have a call this Friday, I believe at about two o'clock, to talk to some of our legal representatives in Washington looking to hear more. Uh, one of the things I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing is what's going on on the whole aviation infrastructure side. Oh yes, uh, what are we spending on airports? 
But that could be a topic for a future podcast. Well, it, it could, although I think we, we both know because we, we pay attention to this, that Cleveland Hopkins, even regardless of what's going to be coming out of the infrastructure bill, was already planning on doing a major upgrade to the airport. I think you and I have flown out of there enough. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a serviceable airport right now, but it really could be taken to the next level. And, you know, what they're looking to do in their master plan, I think, is going to be very beneficial uh, to companies that are looking to come over here long term. And to us folks that are based here, they're looking to travel other places. It's undoubtedly going to attract more carrier traffic uh, and uh, investment to the area once those airport upgrades are made. Yeah, uh, I have not seen the master plan. I have heard that the price tag is in the range of approximately two billion dollars worth of work. That's None correct. of which is dependent supposedly on the bill in Washington. So it's not. I think it's it would not this could help with that, perhaps expedited. Which would that be would be fantastic. Yes, uh, so that's all good news. Unfortunately, uh, we must live in the real world and also talk about the bad news. Yes. Uh, looking at it this morning, the uh, the Labor Department reported that the CPI for July had moved by five point four percent. So. Uh, it's great that the U.S. is leading the world in the terms of recovery here, but we're continuing to see inflationary pressures. What are you hearing out of the business community oh. over on your side? <laughs> yeah, we're I, hearing it from all over the business. So I mentioned we have these great investments coming in the clinic. We have a uptown mentor project that's out there that's that they're looking. But everybody we're talking to, we've got a spec building that might be built, built a hundred thousand square foot um, uh, industrial building. But everybody we talk to. Construction costs, construction costs, construction costs, 20, 30, perhaps even 35, 40% higher uh, than what they were looking at a year, year and a half ago for some of these projects. So that undoubtedly is, uh, is, is hitting people. It doesn't mean they're going to be stopping things, but things may be slowed down a bit. And that's also done uh, affecting supply chain as well. I mean, that's part of the reason that obviously you have the inflationary issues that are there. Uh, is because of the supply chain stresses that are that are there, the steel and wood and so forth. We obviously heard about lumber prices a few months ago. They've come down a bit, but not to where they were before. And, you know, if you've got these great construction projects lined up in the pipeline, that's fantastic. But if they're costing much more than what was budgeted, you got to make up for that in certain respects. So that is something we have heard again and again. And I've even seen it, you know, to, to bring it down to the local level of, of you and me, uh, I was at uh, a, a breakfast meeting the other day and a normal breakfast that I get very simple, uh, a couple eggs uh, and uh, a coffee and, and uh, uh, some toast. Normally, it, I think it was $5. It was like $5.50. That went up to like $7.750. And that's a recent menu change. And um, we can't all say, you know, we've seen inflation, not to that level. But there's definitely been those stresses in the market where you're seeing even on the consumer daily in and out, even just a restaurant. You're seeing those passes being cost, passed on because uh, the inflation is is what it is right now. It is. It is unfortunate. Um, I here's hoping that the Fed will start to recognize that. Uh, I've not been able to get the uh, the the president of the Cleveland Fed to come on the show yet, but the invitation is standing out there anytime. We'd love to hear from him and <laughs> give us a hint at where Fed policy might be going. Uh, saying we all on the inflation, like to know that, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, would we ever! The ultimate crystal ball. That's um, right. On the inflationary front, uh, one of the key things driving it, and it is very much supply chain side to talk about, is is the disaster we have going on in the chip market at the moment. You've got a lot of advanced manufacturing, you know, real high tech stuff happening out in the mentor area. Uh, have you heard from your constituents uh, out there about how that's impacting 
the economic base in the region? Because uh, obviously, if you, if you had a traditional, you know, full full auto assembly plant right now, it's likely to be closed. Not because no one wants to buy it, but you know, Ford and GM have plants, uh, you know, unfortunately shuttered across the country because they can't get the chip in that's going to fire the airbag. Well, and yeah, so we obviously don't have the, the full assembly plants here, but we do have many, many of our manufacturers that do work in the supply chain for automotive. So things have slowed up for them. But I will also say we are the home to some major car dealerships. Classic Auto Group, which is obviously one of Cleveland's, Cleveland region's largest automotive groups uh, for auto sales here. And they have Ford and they have Chevy and they have, uh, you know, almost every American brand that's out there, GM, <coughs> excuse me, and otherwise, they can't get the cars in. So, I mean, you're, you're seeing a real impact on retail, and they're one of our largest employers, uh, definitely top 10 in the city, because the amount of auto dealerships that they have uh, here in the metro area, several hundred employees. So, that obviously, that's more on the retail side than more on the manufacturing, but I've talked with their CFO and, and others, and you know, it's definitely been an issue for them, is you just can't replenish those once plentiful car fleets that they once had available for sale at once. And that, a big part of that is the, is the microchip issue. Of course. Absolutely. So for everyone's listening, don't think I'm complaining. Every one of these problems is an opportunity for some sure. wily entrepreneur or existing business out there to go in and solve. Uh, building a fully integrated fab chip plant may not be a five-minute solution, but there's always all no, that's probably not going to happen on a regular basis. But you know, but 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 is right. Is it's it's the old Chinese proverb or the character that shows that 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 is that's both one of the same crisis and opportunity. Uh, absolutely, at the risk of uh, quoting Rahm Emanuel, <laughs> President Obama's first chief of staff, right? Right. <laughs> Showing it there. Uh, so, yes, let's uh, let's hope that uh, somebody goes out there and does solve a lot of these opportunities. We want to see the economic expansion continuing, and the city's playing a great role in that. Um, we're rolling in near the end of it here. Uh, Kevin, time for the quick shameless plug. How can people reach out to you and find the city of Menor? Uh, for either the inbound or the outbound side here, if they want sure. to reach you. No, absolutely, Don. The, the best way to start is we've got a great forward-facing, business-friendly website, mentormeansbusiness.com. Just that phrase, mentormeansbusiness.com. Uh, and you've got basically our entire economic presence is on that website. There's a cityofmentor.com website, but mentormeansbusiness.com is the one that you want to go to to get in touch with me, to see available properties that are there, to see what incentives that we can offer as a city. Uh, you know, we do that on a regular basis for people that are looking to, to come in and start and invest in the city of Mentor uh, in a variety of different ways. It's something we want to try to be a, a helpful. How to get permits, just all of the ins and outs, the nitty gritty of getting a business started up and running here from an ice cream shop to a major manufacturing plant. We, we cover all of those bases uh, there. And they can also get in touch with me directly. And my, my contact information is on mentormeansbusiness.com. But if you go uh, Malachek, M-A-L-E-C-E-K, at cityofmentor.com, uh, that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. 440-974-5736. But if you remember mentormeansbusiness.com, if you and I mentioned it like five times, so hopefully you do, that at the very least will get you to everything else. My email, our phone numbers, anything you might need from the city. Uh, you're being a good marketing guy. The mayor should be proud of you. <laughs> Well, that's, um, that's another thing. We have a city manager. We actually, Mentor does not have a mayor. Oh, and that's, that's, I did that, know that. I'm, I'm, well, I make this very business friendly, Don, because <laughs> our council really is, I don't want to say it's apolitical. There's politics and everything. But they really behave more like a board of directors than they do anything else, with our city manager being basically the CEO. 
And I think that's been such an attraction for people because they know a lot of the nonsense of politics. Not all of it's removed, but a lot of it's removed, especially when we're talking about economic development and investment. Fantastic. So for everybody out there, you've been listening to Kevin Malachek from the city of Mender. Uh, if you are in the UK, again, you heard him mention they're looking at an outbound trip. They're going to be in the UK in September. Right. So if you want to meet with them, uh, reach out to them via mentormeansbusiness.com. Get a hold of them. For those of you who are here listening locally in the state of Ohio, I would remind everybody that we're about two weeks out from the British American Chamber of Commerce Ryder Cup. It's going to be Monday, August 30th out at Redtail. Uh, and the Council General from Her Majesty's Government is coming in, Mr. Alan Gabashian. We'll be visiting. We're doing uh, our high-level breakfast briefing on the U.S.-U.K. free trade agreement, where we're at in the process, and hopefully what's coming next. So if you're local, make sure you get a hold of the chamber and potentially join us for breakfast on the 30th. So thank you, Kevin. It's a pleasure. Hope to see you soon, sir. Happy to do it, John. Well, I know we'll at least be at the breakfast for the uh, the way to come. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can find out more about the City of Mentor and the upcoming events we have in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about the Chamber, please visit baccohio.org or email us at info at baccohio.org.